0: All right, y'all. What is going on? This is your man L Jamal coming through with another edition of Never Out of Bounds. This is the place where you can say what you want as long as you got the facts. Let's get right into it. Uh, first things first, we're gonna go over the word on the street, and we're gonna talk uh, about these um, these democratic, uh, actually this democratic debates we had uh, last week. Uh, we're gonna. Uh, there was two parts to them, two nights of them. So let's just get into it. Uh, basically, my overall what I thought about it, uh, how I felt. And what do, I, what do I think uh, it's going to do to, the, at least to the voting uh, voting landscape right now, or the, at least the, the popularity and what everybody's saying on social media. We're going to talk a little bit about that real quick. We're also going to get into NBA, some NBA free agency as well. And of course, we're going to wrap everything up as we usually do at the, at the top of the week with an MLB uh, baseball update. So let's get right into it, like I said, with these, uh, these Democratic debates, and they were on Thursday and Friday, if I'm not mistaken, the last week. Of course, this is just a democratic Party. So everybody who's affiliated with them, uh, basically, uh, at least on the Democratic side, showed up. You had uh, Marianne Williamson, uh, John uh, hinkin Looper, you also had Andrew Yang, one of the more popular guys. Uh, of. Over- well, he's one of those fringe popular guys. He's right there on the outside looking in. A lot of people, uh, certain sex like him. He's really popular, um, you know, in the social media type f- spheres and all that. You also got Pete, uh beauty geek. also got Joe Biden, everybody's favorite white guy at the moment. Uh, you also got Kamala Harris, uh, everybody's least favorite black woman at the moment. You also got Christian Gillenbrand, Michael Bennett, uh, Eric Sawell, you also got elizabeth Warren uh recently got a tour with Trump, and she really didn't need to uh but yeah, we also have heard cory Booker uh one of my one of my favorites personally, and he also got another one of my favorites uh, uh julian Castro he's also served as uh, i believe a former uh head of the House of Urban development uh for under the uh, Obama administration. So, you had all those guys uh, and ladies come together, of course, we already know how the debate goes. uh some of the main topics at hand, of course, were the climate change not so uh not so much about the resistance we've already confirmed that, uh, but more so solutions uh every single every uh every single candidate in my opinion seemed to have um a it seemed to have uh some type of of um, i think I think all their solutions made sense i think uh uh solution though was was a little bit cost heavy i didn't necessarily like the taxes that he wanted to impose um you know every every single i mean for one thing i did like this was all democratic uh but you got a chance to see that every single one of them had a different slant on every uh issue uh one uh, uh, including uh, one of them one of the big ones here universal health care um it's pretty well wor- it's pretty uh, well known uh uh, that uh Bernie Sanders is pushing well he he pushes universal health care, but it was so surprising uh very surprising to me to see how many Democrats pretty much everybody else was just like not really opposed to it, and of all the things that each one of them seemed to be um you know cool with that would you know that would seem progressive I was kind of surprised that none of them uh, would want uh, to see uh, universal health care uh, given out to everybody uh, also college tuition uh, one of the main things that I that stood out to me uh, that I did like um, I don't know if it's gonna you know change how I feel over time and when I get to the voting booth um, but Elizabeth Warren uh, I heard recently uh, that she wanted to well if elected and all that but she was proposing to let Eliminate All student uh, student loan debts for uh, students throughout the U.S. And I thought that would be amazing. Uh, I think even if she is just a senator for the time being or runs with somebody else's ticket, uh, that'll be definitely something that she could push. And I think that's very um Tangible, and I think that's very something that uh, people like you and I would definitely be, benefit from because there's so many of us that are in student debt. Uh, I did I did like that, and she also proposed a free um, free secondary education, uh, which I also thought was interesting as well. How uh, pretty much all uh, all the all her you know Democratic opponents uh, pretty much were like, no, we're not really for that. I think Beauty Geek, uh went on to say something about subs- subsidizing to rich kids and all that he did not want the the poor and working classes to have to subsidize for them uh but again uh i I like i like the concept of free education i like the concept of free universal health care at least affordable health care more affordable health care uh like i said that's available to everyone uh so um definitely there were some things that stood out to me uh they also one of the main things um that they did talk about as well was the uh t- was taxes, especially the in earn income tax credit. Uh, one thing that I did like uh from pretty much all the candidates uh was that they were pretty much on board for increasing that tax credit for working class citizens. Um, definitely when you have somebody like a candidate like Andrew Yang who's proposing a minimum, uh pr- proposing a livable wage, uh, which is something that I've talked about before in my past and uh, on this show as well that I definitely am a proponent of. I think it's important. That we add, you know, we we uh, we talk talk only not about increasing the wages, but either lowering or or raising tax credits for working class people as well. And again, I really I really thought that they um, they all seemed to to co- kind of co aligned with that. And I thought it was interesting. Again, um, these are all Democrats, but again, they're all from different parts of the country. They're all from different backgrounds. So of course, you're going to see. Um, you're gonna basically see, you're gonna hear different uh, interpretations, and you're just like wow, you know you kind of you you're, you you would almost figure oh you guys are all Democrats, you would all get along, you kind of almost all see the same way. But again, um, it's good to see that they don't. It's good to see that there is differences amongst them. Um, uh, pretty much. Um, if we're talking about uh any. Lasting effect or you know immediate changes after this uh, basically what I was able to find out uh, was at least on, on a social media aspect or at least through Twitter uh, one of the biggest uh, performers here one of, the, uh, uh, one of the one of the one of the candidates here that got one of the biggest turnouts uh, at least afterwards was uh, Kamala Harris I don't see how that happens uh, at least She's been one of the more popular uh, candidates on Twitter and all that has one of the bigger followings. Uh It's hard to gauge how important that is again, because I've heard so many things, you know, from not just, you know, other liberals, black liberals, black democratic voters, um, uh, Sort of, you know, put in a negative light. Again, I've talked about her as well. I feel like uh there is some things that she could be co- she could be questioned about, but for the most part, uh she I mean, if anything, I bet she was hit and miss in her time as DA. Uh she could have done a lot more, but there were some things that she did do uh pretty well. So for me, I'm a, I'm a little bit um on the fringe about her, I'm definitely a fan of Cory Booker. I've, uh, there's tangible things that he did within the city of uh, his city of Newark, uh, and as a senator that got done. And you can see that there's a track record there. I also like Julian Castro as well. Um, very powerful, uh, a for one. I, I definitely like the way he conducts himself, the way he speaks, uh, and and pretty much I do like uh, some of the solutions he did provide. Um, and everybody seems to, if they're not a if they're not a Joe Biden guy, then then there may be a Bernie Sanders guy. Uh, Bernie Sanders to me, especially the first time around in 2016, somebody who definitely I was into. Uh, I don't see. I I would not mind him being a running mate to somebody at this point. Uh, but I don't know if he he has the the gusto to carry it uh, and be the, the 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 face of a of a campaign right now. I don't know. And again, uh, Andrew Yang for me is a is a is a is a really a, a fringe guy. I think he definitely got some help out, some exposure uh, from from the debates as well. Uh, apparently, traffic on his website increased at least three threefold uh, due to due to the uh, debate. So uh, he's clearly uh, somebody who came out uh, looking really good from that as well. Uh, another another uh, I mean a lot of these lower name guys like Kristen Gillibrand, uh, Marianne Williams, there's not so much, I mean, that we knew about them coming into this. Uh, Again, Elizabeth Warren, we learned a little bit more about her. Uh, But again, I I think the front runners now are Kamala Harris, of course, Joe Biden, people like him. Um, I think I'm going to go with Cory Booker now and then also Elizabeth Warren. Um, There's also a chance that uh, Beauty Big and Julian Castro could have also made some big strides as well. All right, y'all. So we're going to take a a quick break. And when I come back, we're going to get into some MLB action. Uh, We'll be going over the standings and some of the scores uh, through the weekend. Uh, We're also going to talk about some history that was being made uh, across the pond. And we're going to talk a little bit about that, too. All right, y'all. So we'll be right back. Alright, y'all. I'm back. Um, Like I said, some history was made this weekend out there in London, England. Uh, The MLB uh, have decided to host their first games out there ever since, you know, baseball's inception. Um, And it went pretty well. Um, The I'm sorry, the Yankees got the series lead with uh, well, the series sweep over the Red Sox. They got their one yesterday, 12-8. Uh, let's break down the scores here for this one. Uh, for the Yankees, they were led by their second baseman, DJ LeMayhew. He had three hits in, a, in two RBIs. Uh, the third baseman, Gio Urshela, he also had three uh, three hits in total, including a two-run home run and also three runs batted in as well. And their center fielder, Aaron Hicks, had a home run and two RBIs as well. Uh, for, the white, uh, for the Red Sox, Excuse me. Uh, their catcher, uh, catcher Christian Vasquez, he also hit a home run. Uh, he put in three runs as well. And their shortstop one of my favorites right now Xander Bogarts uh, he did get an all-star snub we will be talking about that in our next episode uh, about the all star rosters we do have those now uh, well I will have them uh, but anyways he had a hit and he also had two RBIs as well like I said this is history this was the first ever baseball series in London and like I said it went pretty well uh the the, the games is the, the games themselves were exciting there were over 50 runs in about three games about 21 and a half innings they also had 37 hits actually over 37 hits between both teams so a lot of a lot of runs being batted in uh, a lot of hits being going down and both of these teams have good bats uh uh you got for like the yankees uh dj LeMayhew, he's a top hitter as well urshela he hits for good power uh you also got aaron judge who didn't show up sunday but uh, was a factor in the series uh for the um for the Red Sox, again, you got Xander Bogarts, who just missed out on the All-Star game. Uh, you also got uh, Mookie Betts over there as well, and also Andrew Benatendi. So, these guys, both of these guys got bats. Both of these guys got offense. And so, it was a very exciting uh, experience. Uh, it seemed to me that every cl- uh, crowd to be excited, to be engaged. There they they were sellouts, if I'm not uh, mistaken. Uh, as for Boston, uh, like, again, like I said, this was an offensive heavy affair. Uh, this was the first time in four years that they ever had they they ever hit three home runs in the inning so that was the first time they've done this since 1979 and, I, and that was done yesterday in the game that they lost so so uh it was exciting baseball all around multiple runs uh again again 12 to 8 i mean i, I mean a lot of people will say well pitching wasn't there and, and don't get me wrong i mean uh boston's bullpen did end up giving 20 run up 21 runs but again uh it's exciting baseball and i think for something that you know when you're when you're trying to cross something over or when you're taking something across uh across you know international lines you might want an exciting game just to get people to to look at it you know you might not want a, a pitcher's duel in your first series overseas I, I don't think you'd want that uh but there was an appearance by everybody's new favorite princess megan markle RIP long live princess Diana. Just saying that's everybody's flavor of the month, but she did make an appearance. Uh, apparently that she doesn't do a lot of those. Uh, but that seems to got get the crowd kind of excited too. And again, like I said, good baseball was played. Uh, you got two of the top teams, uh, in the AL. Uh, I would say for the Red Sox, um, for the Red Sox part, they are in the battle for a wild card. And as far as the Yankees are concerned, they already pretty much if the play, If the season ended today, they'd have a playoff spot. They're currently leading, uh, The division by a significant margin, and we'll get to that in just a second. And we'll also uh, highlight some of these uh, these scores here as well. Uh, But let's get into uh, the standings. Let's get, matter of fact, let's just get into the rest of the scores here real quick. Uh, We got some AL action here. The Indians got it done against the Orioles, two to zip. Uh, The Royals got it done against the Blue Jays, seven to six. Uh, The Nationals were able to get it done against the Tigers in, in some interleague play. Two to one is the final score for the Nationals. They were led by their third baseman Anthony Rendon. He had two hits, two. RBIs and their pitcher, Max Scherzer. Uh, he had a really awesome game against his former team. For those of you who do not know, he played uh for the Tigers up until about 2015, I want to say something like that. Uh, but he went for almost a full game, eight innings. He gave up four hits, but then he gave up four run uh four. I mean sorry, one earned run, excuse me. He gave up four hits, no earned runs, and he had 14 strikeouts. So he was giving uh, Detroit batters the business, and, and uh, it shows up in the stats. For the Tigers, they only had one really uh, really significant hitter, and that was the first baseman, Brandon Dixon, who only had one hit, and then he only had uh, one RBI as well. That's what got them the point there. Uh, moving on, we got the Rangers. Uh, actually, the Rays getting it done against the Rangers, 6-2. to two. Uh, We have the Reds getting it done against the Cubs, again, in an upset. And this uh, AL, this NL. Scenario, uh, it's very competitive uh, i'm gonna break down the playoff races at some point uh this month just to kind of give you guys an idea uh we're gonna be following uh those playoff races up until uh the playoffs so we're gonna we're gonna i'm gonna get you guys up and, and knowing what's going on in this sport we're gonna know what's going on and all this stuff coming up we have a lot that's it's the middle of the summer we got college football on the way we have the nfl that's just picking up so i'm gonna be i'm gonna be working so you know Just just know that. Please support by giving me a listen, y'all. Just saying, that's all I'm asking for. But for the Reds, they were led by their third baseman, Eduardo Suarez, who had two hits. He also had a home run as well, and he drove in three runs. Left fielder, uh, Philip Irvin, also had two hits, and he drove in two runs as well. And Anthony Desclafani, I mention his name a lot whenever I do mention the Reds because he usually gets their victories. Uh, He went for six six innings, excuse me. He had five hits, and he gave uh, up—he also um, had—sorry— He went for six innings, five hits is what he gave up. No runs, uh, but he also had seven strikeouts. All right, now moving on, we have a a few more to go over, I think. Yes, indeed. For the Cubs, actually, uh, before we, before we leave that game, for the Cubs, uh, they got some help from uh, their left fielder, Kyle Schwarber, three hits, two RBIs, and also J uh Jason Hayward, their center fielder. He had a home a three-run home run on top of that. Uh, but moving on, we have some in uh, some NL action. Uh the Phillies, uh second place team out there in the NL East, got it done uh against the Marlins 13-6. The Phillies look to be getting their things together, but again, the Marlins. They're a doormat, so we'll have to see when they face off against the Braves. That's what I want to see. I don't care about what they do against the Marlins. Everybody gets one against the Marlins, so don't – don't be hyped. Uh, we have the Astros getting it done and some AL West action. Getting it done against the Mariners six to one. But the, the White Sox were also able to get a minor upset as well. This time against the Twins. Four to is three is the final there. Uh back to the NL. The Brewers uh got it done against the Pirates two to one. Uh the Dodgers just keep increasing that lead and that dominance over that NL West. 10-5 is the final score against the Rockies. We got the Giants getting the win against the Diamondbacks, who are currently third. Uh, ten to four is the final score. There we got the A's getting it done big, my boys. They beating up the Angels twelve to three. I love scores like that. Good job, boys. Uh, we'll get to again. We'll get to the AL West in a second. Uh, we got the the Cardinals getting it done against the Padres five to three. Finally, uh, the the Mets get get somewhat of an up. I mean, it's a it's a minor upset. It it won't mean much because of the record right now. Uh, but they got to win eight to five against the Bru- uh the Braves. Excuse me uh moving on uh to wrap everything up here uh as we normally do we're going to go over the standings here let's go over the AL East uh starting off with the number 1 spot we have the Yankees here of course i've already mentioned that 50 54 and 28 is their record if i'm not mistaken this is the best record in the AL and uh Yes, indeed it is. That is the best record by one game in the AL in the league right now. Uh, they've gone nine one in the last ten. And like I said, uh, they have bats. Gio Urshela, uh, Aaron Hicks showed up yesterday. They got Aaron Judge. Uh, they got a lot of good guys. Um, they also got a good shortstop. They can hit too. So, I think they make it. I think they they can make the World Series. I'm not. gonna I mean, it's a little bit too early to say, but, uh. They're one of my favorites at the moment. Uh, The second place spot right now, we have the Rays out there in Tampa Bay who are going to split time in Montreal. That's a crazy story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They got some issues. I don't know what to make of them, but they're still successful to a degree. They are seven games back with a record of forty eight and thirty six They've gone five and five in their last ten. Moving on to the Red sox they are third they're in the third place spot now forty four and forty they are eleven games back and four and six in their last ten, and rounding out the rear in the a l east we have the Jays out there toronto thirty one and fifty three looks like that success of the Raptors has not rubbed off on them, and you also have the Orioles who are. Uh, permanently in the dumpster fire, 24 and 59 is their current record. Moving on to the AL Central, we have the Twins on top. They are currently 53 and 30. They've gone five and five in their last ten. Up next are the Indians. They are uh, currently 45 and 38. They are eight games back. Six and, six and four in the last ten. Uh, I think they've been playing some really improved baseball. Uh, they're still eight games back, which is significant. Uh, but they, like I said, they're gone six and four in the last ten, which is good. You want to see that uh, every. You want to see that when you're looking at. The, last, the record of the last ten because that's gonna pretty much be indicative of what their record is looking like. Uh usually if you're if you're checking back in, uh, you're looking at their record and you see six and four in the last ten, you see seven and three, eight and two, consistently you're gonna see a good record behind that team. Again, likewise, if you have the reverse, you're gonna see if you see four and six or three and seven, two and eight in the last ten, anything like that, that team consistently, you know, at least you know, you know, you check the you know check the uh the standings every couple of days, like me, and you're in and out. And you're really into it, like me. You're gonna see that a team that's you know consistently losing, you know, going you know three and seven in the last ten or four and six in the last ten, you're gonna see that their record is gonna reflect that they're not that they're gonna be that good of a of a team. You're gonna and that's just you know just the way it is. Uh, it's a way to kind of it, It's a way for me to kind of predict. Uh, that's my easiest way to just to, to to figure out who's gonna win a division. Who's gonna get the wild card spot? Sometimes I'm off a little bit because uh, the races, uh, but the the races between you know the second place teams and third place teams are really close, uh, and I'm not including the teams in the division, but the, the races between the teams at that point in the wild card you know position and that becomes closer. So I might mess up by a game or two at that point. But in terms of who's gonna win a division, usually if you can follow who's winning their last ten, who's really dominating their you know their last ten games on a consistent basis and winning six or more of those games you pretty much can, can pick out at least the winner of those of those divisions uh and finally uh we're gonna move on to the third place spot oh not finally excuse me we're still in this a, a, uh, al central here we have the white Sox here 39 and 42 13 games back um i i want to put a, a fork in them now i don't see them improving after the, after the all-star game so let's just kind of x them out right now guys They've been eliminated from playoff play. They got four and six in the last 10. I don't see where that improves. And rounding out the rear here, we have the Royals 29 and uh 55 for them. And the Tigers, they are 27 and 52. You already know what to do. Put the X on them. They're done. Let's uh let's not worry about those guys. And off to the AL West, where things have been getting interesting in the past couple of weeks, which I like. The summertime brings out something. Uh, something in this division, personally for me, uh, that I you don't really see too much in baseball. This is some competitive baseball out of nowhere. The third and fourth, te- third and fourth place teams get hot. The second place teams gets uh, comes out of nowhere and starts challenging the first place team, and so on and so forth. But anyways, this should get to the rankings here. Uh, the Astros are on top. They are fifty three and thirty two. They are uh, they've gone five and five in their last ten, so they've been stagnant, but still they're good enough to to remain on top of the division. We have the Rangers here in the second place spot, 46 and 38, six uh six and a half games back. They're also seven and three in their last ten. Uh, we also have the A's here at 46 and 39. They're seven games back and seven and three in their last ten. Now, here's an example of that wild card situation that I'm talking about. So anybody that's not a first place team currently pretty much is is in the running for a wild card so that will include uh the rays the red sox the indians uh we also have uh the rangers and the A's, at least for the american league so out of those four teams uh like i said the the rays indians uh we also have the rangers and the a's Uh, so out of those four teams maybe even the red sox so five teams at some point in time, those teams are going to have to distinguish uh, amongst each other because, again, you're only going to need you only you only need two spots for those. So at this point, um, it's hard to say, uh, but if the season were to end today, you'd be in a situation where you have the Rays and you would have um, mm. You would have the Rangers, because they're they're technically, if we're talking wildcard positioning, not divisional rankings. Now, in the division, they're pretty much a half game behind the Rangers. Same thing, it would be pretty much the same thing in the wildcard rankings, actually. So if the if the season were to end today that wild card matchup would be the Rays again like i said the Rays and also you have it would be the Rays and the Rangers so again you you have a whole lot of season you have a whole lot of baseball because believe me baseball is the longest sport well y'all already know we're going to have a whole couple more months to figure this all out but again these races we're already we're not even well this is the first day of July now They're already super tight. And, like I said, you already got Boston. They're about two games off or actually four games away uh, from the wild card leader, which which would be the Rays. And then they're about a couple games behind of the bottom one. So, the A's and the Rangers. So, they're, they're even close. You also have the Indians a game back from those guys. They're at 45 and 38. So, again, we got some interesting baseball coming up. We're going to be talking about it. Well, I'm going to be talking about it. Now let's move off to the national league, starting in the national league East. And of course the team on top, like I said, my, my league favorite coming into this, the Braves 50 and 35 right now, they're six and four in the last 10. I feel good about good about this pick. I'm going to highlight this team uh, in the, in the next couple of days as well, just because I like them so much. We're going to talk about what got them here in the first place. Uh, Good story, really. With these guys, really good baseball. Uh, last year, it did not really end well for them. They kind of fell apart, but I think that was due to a lot of injuries. They have a lot of guys healthy. Uh, let's just see if they can keep this up. We had the Phillies in the second place spot, forty and forty-four. They're five and a half games back, and they're five and five in the last ten. They've improved. They've stabilized, but again, uh, they they don't look as good as the Braves to me. That's just me. Even with Bryce Harper, that's what I was saying. But hey. I digress at third place spot. We have the Nationals. They're 42 and 41, one game above 500. That puts them seven games back in the division right now, and they're seven and three in the last 10. They have a they're really weird. Uh, Their record right now, of course, is just one game above 500. But again, they have a tendency to have a streak where they'll go seven and three in the last 10 or eight and two in the last 10. They're weird. I mean, I don't know where and what's I got. I feel like I should watch some more than uh, more of their baseball to have a, a better idea, but they just seem to just not be consistent. And I, they're in the race, but they're just mm, there's just something missing there. I don't know what it is. Uh, the Mets and the Marlins, of course, are at the bottom. We've already x them out weeks ago uh, the Mets are at 38 and 47 uh, if you want to look at some more of the dysfunction uh, check out the urinating trees video uh, basically going in on the Mets that's the that's the channel's name I'm not being crazy urinating tree is a dope channel on YouTube I check it out if you haven't yet urinating tree dude goes into all type of sports he be roasting just like me even to even crazier, then he'll go even further. But check out the days of our Steelers, too, if you don't believe me. But anyways, let's get back to baseball. Of course, we have the Marlins here. We should roast them personally because they haven't been. Think about it. Even when I first started this show last year, what have I ever said about the Marlins? We were, taking, we were following baseball last year. what we, we were the Marlins? Bottom. The year before that, they was at the bottom, too. I don't know what's wrong with this this franchise, I don't know who, who who's running this. This franchise, or this team, it's not working. I don't know if y'all want to move. I I mean Tampa Bay is talking about moving or splitting time in Montreal. Maybe y'all should go to 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 Montreal with them. Y'all boring. Y'all don't never win and it's bull. I mean, it's it's a shame. All that money out there in South Florida. Y'all can't put a winning team together. Y'all that close to... Y'all know how close to Cuba and the Dominican Republic you are? And you can't draft no talent worth nothing. Come on, blood. I That's one of the most garbage franchises in baseball right now. I would never... As an A's fan, we have our struggles, right? But there's... And I'll keep... You know, I'll make a list. Every time I go through a sport... As a as a fan of a specific team, like, for example, in basketball, I'm a Portland fan. There's franchises that I would never allow to talk trash about me or my friend ever, ever. There's, there's franchises and fans of certain franchises that I'll say, look, y'all right, whatever. Like, in terms of baseball, if you're a Yankees fan, okay. Y'all have, like, 26 titles. Y'all have beaten us in the playoffs in a numerous, numerous amounts of time. So, I'll give you a pass, whatever. If you're a Red Sox fan, you won titles, okay recently I have to give you that. But if you're a Marlins fan, don't ever talk to me. Don't ever try to disrespect me. If you're a Reds fan, n- well, nah nah. Y'all old titles. Y'all got old seventies titles just like us. No, I'm not gonna take y'all seriously. Don't no pirates fan better not talk to me. I'm just saying. Don't no Padres fan ever talk don't I don't wanna hear you. Just being real. Don't no Mets I don't wanna hear no Mets fan, no Orioles fan. No. I won't hear it. Just, just putting that out there, Marlins fans. I don't ever want to hear y'all talking about nobody, nobody. Y'all can never talk about nobody. Or I'm coming, straight up, nothing. Y'all got no titles. When the last time y'all had a winning season? 2004, when y'all won the World Series. I'm not gonna say that was a fluke either. It's just a shame how y'all fell off. Just, just being real, and y'all ain't never been the same since. Just saying. Moving on to the NL Central, this one is a tight competitive division as well. Uh, we have the Brewers on top. Uh, they are 45 and 39. They've gone five and five in their last ten. We also have the Cubs here. They have the same. They're tied right now. Five, uh, 45 and 39, four and six in their last ten. So as you can see, this division here is going to be one of those those races where you're gonna where they it's gonna probably be won the last day of the year. I'm gonna call it right now. They're gonna win it. It's gonna be between the Brewers Cubs and if the Cardinals get their, their stuff together. They're forty four uh, forty one and forty one right now. They're three games back, they're four and six in the last ten. So that that leads to tell me uh if they get their stuff together, they could be in the mix as well. You also got the pirates that are you know on the outside looking in five games back, seven and three in the last ten. They're 39 and 43. Uh the red same position. Uh they're kind of you know in the ballpark. Once you get between once you get between ten and more games back. I mean if you get ten and, and more games back, I can eliminate you. Thirteen, if you 13-20 games back at this point. I you might as well be eliminated. But five, five and a half. You still kind of in the mix, but the Reds are 38 and 43. They've gone 5 and 5 in the last 10. So those bottom two teams. We'll have to see i mean i seventy three in the last ten for the Pirates is a good trajectory uh the Reds at five and five remain stagnant to me, so uh if I were to say who's gonna make a move at least through the next week or so, I feel more comfortable going with the pirates as opposed to the reds uh but let's go to the n l west and finish this off uh The Dodgers, like I said they've been maintaining that dominance uh fifty seven and twenty nine six and four uh in the last ten uh just the best team in baseball right now. Uh we can highlight them too uh some point but uh they got everything you would need. I mean I talked about when I break down their scores, uh they you know, they come up with with some good hitting, they have a good uh they have a good p- uh, pitching staff. They got Hinjin Ryu, they also got uh Clayton Kershaw, uh they got Jensen there as a closer. I mean, you can't really beat them at the point. But like I've also said they gonna need to win in. They gonna need to win a, a, a World Series for them to be taken seriously and really, really revered and respected. I think people are are you know, because again, I don't hear a whole lot of people really. That excited outside of Dodgers fans. And of course, Dodgers fans are going to be, you know, lit. They're gonna, they always are when they're when they're good. That is, um, they're going to be they're going to be lit. They're going to be excited. But outside in terms of the national media and all that, they're like, mm, we'll see. Because again, they don't win in the big one, so they going to to win the big one. But as of now, they're they're dominating the NL West. That's what they've been doing the last two or three years. Moving on, we got the Rockies here at number two. They are forty 44-40, uh, 12 games back. Again, this is not a close division at the moment. They're going four and six in the last ten. <clears throat> at the third place spot, <clears throat> excuse me. We have the Padres here, forty-two and forty-one, thirteen, uh, thirteen and a half games back. Uh, we up next at the four-play spot. We have the Diamondbacks, forty-three and forty-three, five hundred. Uh, but in my opinion, completely out of the mix at this point, fourteen games back. And finally, at the bottom, we have the Giants here at thirty-six and forty-seven, struggling. They were a war Series team too, as well. Uh, at some point, and um, things happened. Then changed. Teams rebuild. They don't make it. And it uh, looks like the Giants are a unfortunate victim of all that. That's just the way it goes. Uh, all right, y'all. I'm going to take a, another quick break. We're going to wrap everything up. Like I said, we'll be going over some NBA free agency action. A lot to talk about and analyze, uh, just like we did here. But uh, we will be right back. Well, I will be right back, y'all. All right. All right, y'all. I am back. And it looks like Brooklyn has pulled off a major Basketball coup. I don't know how they did it. Oh, I guess they just had deep pockets for one. Uh, but they were able to do it. They got uh Kyrie. Uh, that's what they're working on now. That's the that's the main thing right now. Uh, they actually they they signed both KD and Kevin Durant to max contracts. How they do it, I don't know. They also got DeAndre Jordan over there. For four years, 40 million bucks. Now, we already know the math contracts. I believe they're both four-year contracts. Uh, They're both upwards of 150 million. That's all we need to know. Uh, The question is now, uh, what are they going to be able to put around them for them to be successful? Well, they already got DeAndre Jordan they have the big man spot solidified. Although he doesn't shoot that well, he is def- he's definitely gonna protect the rim. Uh, he's a great defender. Uh, still at this point, at least under the basket. Uh, you also got Jared Dudley, who can have come off the bench. As far as I know, they still have Rondae Hollis Jefferson, so they have some uh some potent scoring coming off the bench. Uh, you also got Spencer Dinwiddie there as well. He's a good six-man candidate uh, at any point, uh, especially now at this point, his grades He's definitely upgraded his skills. Uh, so I, I think uh, at this point, uh, this was a major pickup for Brooklyn. Uh, again, they might uh, want to add, you know, maybe another solidified score. I'm not saying, uh say a max contract of course but I'm just saying, you know, somebody maybe a possible all star if they can afford it. Uh just to just to have everything rounded out there. I think uh at this point they're definitely, you know, a top team in the East. They they were a six seed last year. Um But I think if you look at the improvements now and what Boston has lost, uh, you also factor in the Knicks, you know, they're not, you know, coming around just yet. They whiffed on this opportunity for whatever reason. Uh, We'll get to that in just a second. They, uh, you also have, you know, the Wizards who were, of course, going to take a step back. They weren't necessarily that good to begin with. Uh, Shaw's going to take another step back without Kimba. Uh, you definitely still have the Raptors, uh, that you have to worry about. And of course, the Bucks, uh, the Bucks, of course, uh, they still have, um, honest uh anton for at least another year another season uh he is a free agent next year for not 2021 uh they did uh, resign chris middleton uh they did lose Malcolm Brogdon, though but again I think he's still looking at the the the, the bucks and the, and the Raptors, of course to be the favorite but uh, a lot of the of the of the the tough sledding that the that the the that the next might have had to go through, I think it's kinda eased away for them. Again, uh, you know, the next Knicks- failed to sign anybody, you know, rate just yet. Uh, they had some pieces. We'll talk about them in a second. They did add some pieces though, uh, but n- not enough to equate to what Brooklyn has gotten uh, of course. So, and, and I think every team in the East has kind of taken a step back uh, with maybe the exception of uh, the exception of Indiana. They did add Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, they are going to be bringing back McTherola Depot next year, and they do have Miles Turner there. So they're going to be an interesting fit uh, come next year as well. So I, I might give them a dark course. I definitely could give a, a, the paces a dark horse right now with the addition of Malcolm Brogdon because I really respect Malcolm Brogdon and what he can do. Uh, but I definitely think you, you can see uh, the, the Brooklyn Nets in somewhat of a three-team race uh, depending on whether or not uh, Toronto can bring back uh Kawhi or not. And then of course you have Milwaukee there as well. So that's a really good pickup. I mean, I can't complain about it. Of course uh, I pretty much knew this was going to happen. I knew that the Warriors would be able to uh, uh, keep Klay. Uh, we'll talk about his contract in a second, but I just didn't, I just had a feeling that KD was just not feeling it for whatever reason. Uh, he wasn't, he, you know, wasn't, you know, in the cards for him at the moment and he just wanted to move on. I, I, I get it. Uh, everybody talks about him wanting to be his own man and want to take a team, you know, and build a team up or whatever, or be a part of a team that's being built and all that and, and lead it. And I, and I get that too, but um, you, you know, no, I, I think, at the end of the day it was his decision. I his dis I mean, the reasoning why to me, I don't even think it matters. I don't think it should matter. I, I just think uh the most important thing is that he did make a move and it's gonna make a it's gonna make Brooklyn a better team and it's definitely gonna change up the Warriors because, you know, course they had to make their changes as well uh of course with the sign and trade for kd they end up getting d'angelo russell who they signed to a max four-year deal worth 117 million bucks uh this one kind of throws me for a loop because of course he is a point guard uh now he can shoot pretty well but i'm gonna i, I guess you know The question is, what is that lineup going to look like? Uh, Are they going to keep D'Angelo as a one? Are they going to move him, shift him to a two? Uh, Are they going to shift Steph to a two? You know, he's not a conventional point guard, and, you know, he is a spot-up shooter. Maybe he could be shifted to a two. Maybe I'm talking too crazy right now but again uh they signed another guard another point guard another ball handler so that throws me off a little bit I don't really know what to make of that per se uh but they did I mean I, you know uh they needed somebody they they definitely needed uh some shooting especially because uh they did lose on they did lose Andre Iguodala uh they did trade him for a couple first round draft picks some uh protected some non-protected in the next couple of drafts not anytime soon uh, they traded him to memphis so again they missed out on him uh i mean i'm sure they're gonna miss him uh but again they they moved on from him but they did re-sign clay to that five-year 100 million dollar 190 million dollar deal uh which would have been i think up to upwards of 200 million uh if he uh had made a all NBA team, which is a little bit unfortunate because now they definitely can afford him without Kevin Durant. Um, so it looks like the Warriors, uh, have definitely you know addressed the situation. I'm not too sure what they're gonna do with two point guards or how they're gonna use that. Maybe they might use them simultaneously. Maybe it's some crazy scheme that that allows them to both kind of be ball handlers. If anybody could do it, uh, it has to be Golden State. I mean, they they made the move to dra- They made the move to sign him. So, um. It's going to be interesting. That's all I can say, at least for this team yet. Yeah, of course, free agency has just started. Uh, we don't know uh, where all the pieces are going to land, but we're definitely getting a good idea of the major pieces. Uh, it has been confirmed, uh, guys. I'm a little bit surprised about this one. Actually, not too surprised about this one because I I kind of figured he was on the move as well. Uh, but Kimba Walker, did a, uh, Kimba Walker did decide to sign with the Celtics to a four-year $141 million deal. Of course, this leaves... Uh, this leaves, uh, excuse me. This leaves the, the Hornets without a point guard. But of course, uh, Kimba needed to make that championship run. The Celtics are missing the services of Kyrie, of course, with the trade, the well, the trade to Brooklyn or the signing to Brooklyn. So. This was a good fit for them. Uh, he's, I think he's a better uh, ball distributor than Kyrie. He's probably not as clutch or offensively sound as Kyrie, but again, I think he makes up with with some of his defensive play, and I think he's a better passer as well. You have a lot of good p- young pieces uh, there in Boston. I think he's going to be humble. I think he's going to want to work with those guys a little bit more. Uh, Boston still going to get needs to get a big man. I think they're going to have, Aaron Baines walk their center walk as well so they're definitely going to need to get a power forward or some type of center at uh, some point in the offseason as well but so far they made a good pickup with Kimball Walker I do like that pick uh, the New York Knicks, of course they failed on getting Kyrie and or KD uh, but they were able to pick up a couple young pieces to, to put along with them they also signed a veteran as well uh, for uh, but they did they did sign power forward Julius Randle to a three year contract worth $63 million. they also signed Another young power forward, power forward uh, named Bobby Portis to a two-year, thirty-one million dollar contract. Uh, they also signed uh, Todd Gibson to, uh, I think somewhere within the rows about two years. I'm not too sure the exact amount though. But in another uh, big trade here, we have a signing trade actually. The Heat. I don't know if it's been finalized. They had started working on it yesterday. It's sh- if. If it hasn't been if it wasn't finalized yesterday, it should be finalized at some point today if not now uh but they were working on sending Jimmy Butler to the heat uh and like I said a sign and trade uh so the 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 Miami Heat will sign him to a to a four year uh, one hundred forty two million dollar contract uh they were also going to send Goron Dragic to Dallas, so it's gonna be a three team deal I'm not too sure what the um what the 76ers will be getting back, but they did sign Tobias Harris as well. And some other notable roster moves, uh, Terry Rozier, he did sign a three-year, $58 million deal with the Hornets. So the Hornets, for what it's worth, they got their Kimba replacement. And it's a chance for Terry Rozier, who's been talking a whole lot of schmack, the offseason off to kind of put up a shut-up, because now he gets to start, now he gets to lead the team, now we get to see just how good you are, scary Terry. Moving on, we also have Pat Beverly, who decided to sign, re-sign with the Clippers for a three-year, $40 million contract. We also got J.J. Redick, 35 years old, signing a two-year deal with New Orleans, worth $26.5 million. We also got Al Horford, uh, he signs a four-year deal, worth $109 million, with the. 76ers, so he's gonna stay. He's gonna stay within the Atlantic uh, Division confines, so he'll still be playing, but he'll be playing Boston a lot. So they'll get a chance to tell him, tell him how they feel, or show whatever respect they got for him. And then finally, we got Derrick Rose, the OG veteran. He's been through a lot. Uh, he recently signed a two-year deal with the Detroit Pistons worth 15 million so we're gonna call it a wrap for today y'all and my next episode will be going over the MLB all-star game we're we'll going over the rosters uh also the home talking about uh, some of the home run uh derby as well and then also we're going to take a good in-depth look at the Braves the current NL East leader uh one of the teams that I uh have picked to to be in that spot so we're going to talk a little bit about them as well and I'm going to start uh breaking down a little bit of the top contenders in baseball, you know, the division leaders. We'll be talking a little bit about them as well, and also some teams that will fell off in the match. So be prepared for some team breakdown. We're going to go down and break some stuff down. Um, and eventually what we're going to do, or what I'm going to do, is I'm going to make these episodes a little bit uh more... um. Uh, What's the word? Direct. So I I might keep I'm going to start keeping episodes, you know, it doesn't really matter the length of time, but I'm going to keep them to one or two topics related to, you know, one specific theme. maybe just a word on the street episode uh, where I'm going over national, international news. Uh, Then in one episode, I'm just going to go over some baseball talk, whether it be, you know, some divisional races or, you know, standings, scores, all that news in general. Same thing with the NBA. Just keep them direct. Keep you guys uh, keeping you guys paying attention (laughs) we don't want to spread y'all i don't want to spread y'all out too thin i don't want to spread myself out too thin on top of that uh but on top uh but for the next episode, we are going to get into some NBA free agency as well. Just to, just to update there. And I'm going to keep it uh, short and sweet with a word on the street segment as well. And then uh, we're gonna I'm going to have another review for you guys. I'm going to review uh, be reviewing The Hangover, one of my favorite comedy movies of the past 10 or so years. Uh, and this will probably be one of my last episodes where I keep it all spread out like this. Again, I'm going to start, you know... Uh, Consolidating—that's the what I was looking for. I'm gonna start consolidating these episodes and keeping them, you know, two to three uh topics at uh, least related to each other. Keep them, you know, together. I'm not gonna spread you guys out. I'm not gonna spread myself. I'm not gonna keep, you know, I'm not gonna. I don't wanna, you know, talk about too many topics in one episode and and go on here and not be able to elaborate on another subject because I I need to talk about this. We're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna give each subject each you know uh each topic an ample amount of time so we're gonna consolidate everything I'm uh, gonna change up the format a little bit I'm uh, gonna keep a direct you know direct to you guys so uh i'll be back in the next couple of days with one more like i said in-depth episode about a little bit of everything jack of all trades type episode and then after that like i said we're gonna be breaking everything down it's gonna be specific all right y'all if you're looking to get in touch with me i am on facebook at l jamal ajani that is e-l-j-a-m-a-h-a-d-j-a-n-i i'm also on uh instagram as well with the same name E L e-l-a-l-j-a-m-a-h-a-d-j-a-n-i If you're looking to get in contact with me uh, outside of that, I do have Gmail, uh, and you can reach me there at ljbutler75 at gmail.com. That is E L J butler75 at gmail.com uh if you are looking to donate which would help uh you can help me out on the pay, on the paypal that is l jamal butler that is e-l-j-a-m-a-h-p-u-t-l-e-r of course uh so i'm gonna call the wrap for today if anybody hasn't told you yet i love you peace out one love and i'll highlight y'all later